Families are enjoying their vacation. Let's pray for them and remember them in our prayers so they can have a good time and have fun and come back to us refreshed. Amen. We, uh, I enjoyed this morning the breaking of bread meeting very much. And I enjoyed the word help hopeful, um, hopefulness versus helplessness. That was, that was so good. May God bless you. All these men who shared, I, you touched my heart. I just wanted to say that. You touched my heart and continue studying and doing that. Well, for this morning, I uh, thought of um, a title to my message, and the title is The Way to Good Life. The Way to Good Life. And I chose a verse in 1 John chapter 5. It's verse 12. You know, I need to open. And John writes, through the Holy Spirit, of course, he who has the Son has the life, not life, the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. And I ask this morning, do you have the Son of God, that is Jesus Christ, in your heart? And if you can answer yes, then you have the life, the life here and eternal life. Without Christ, there is no life. Without Christ, it's a miserable life to begin with. And the end of it is death. As we heard this morning, we had two, two uh, well-known personalities the last 10 days. A woman hanged herself and a man who's well-known, who's rich, he has documentaries, who has thrilled and dazzled millions of people with his gift of uh, he was a, a restaurateur, okay, and his cooking. They found him while he was making a documentary in Paris, France, in a four-star or five-star hotel. They found him. He hanged himself in his room. And the last time they had an interview with him, you know what he said in the interview? He said, I couldn't find anything, he says, oh, I want to do things in life and things to live for. It tells me he was looking for something in life. And if you, this morning, are looking for something to live for in life, there is no one but Jesus Christ to live for. That's my message to you this morning. 
There is no one else to live for but Jesus Christ. He who has the Son has the life. Everyone from youth to the aged is seeking the good life. Whatever he or she considers that to be. Some believe that the good life is found by gaining wisdom. Others seek to find happiness by securing high education, which is very good, keep going. And some by gaining knowledge. And they become, in my opinion, from much knowledge, philosophers, which I have a problem with. However, he who increases knowledge said to increase sorrow. Really? What, this is what the Bible says. Listen what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. Here it is. Because in much wisdom, there is much grief. And increasing knowledge results in much sorrow. How about that? It's there on the screen. This is the state of man today. Regardless of what researchers tell you and direct you toward different pathways and a human source to fill your hollow emptiness, in vain they try. For apart from God, there is no satisfaction to the heart of man. Apart from God, there is no satisfaction to the heart of man. And the one who created the heart, the one who created your heart, knows very well that nothing can fill it except the Holy Spirit. Man is looking at this world for solutions. I think you agree with me on that. And for things to quench their thirst. And this evil world, allow me to say that, this evil world only offers broken cisterns. For the word of God declares clearly in Jeremiah 2.13, for my people that he created, committed two evils. They have forsaken me to begin with. And this is, the, this is the situation today in this world. People have forsaken God completely. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And they have hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. That's the case of this world. And this is why I want to bring to you the way to a good life, the way to a better life for sure. And the way to a better life, number one, first, first point, so you can remember it, it begins with the decision to take Jesus as your savior. It's simple, no philosophy, very simple, so you can remind it, remind it, remember it. It is the beginning of the good life is to have Jesus as your Savior. Until God becomes, I'm going to go straight to the subject. 
until God becomes very real to you, your life will be incomplete. Regardless of what you, what you do in life, your life will be incomplete, unhappy and empty. Period. Deep inside every human heart, there is emptiness, a vacuum that no matter what we try to fill it with, somehow we end up dissatisfied with a hollow feeling inside. Isn't that true? I submit to you today the testimonies of many believers, many believers in the world, including my personal experience, that without Christ, my life was empty, empty, and empty. Nothing can fill the hungry heart like Jesus Christ. I say nothing, and I repeat nothing. All the joys in the world, all the money in the world, the positions, family, riches, can not satisfy the heart, except, again, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to hound on that. Some seek to find the good life. Are you seeking that? Some seek to find the good life through pathways that promise pleasure. They believe in the saying, eat, drink, and be merry. We mentioned that two weeks ago about the rich man. Eat, drink, and be merry. Suddenly, he was called, gone. The wise preacher of old said in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, he said, I said to myself, this is, this is the wise man. I said to myself, come now. I will test you with pleasure. So enjoy yourself. That's what he said. And behold, it too was vanity. You're looking for pleasure? It is vanity, the Bible says. Vanity. He goes on to say, I said to laughter in 2.11, if you want to project it. I said to laughter, it is madness. And of pleasure, what does it accomplish? Man deep in his heart hungers for the good life. And at the end, the same person, the same Wasman writes, thus I considered all my activities which my hands had done and the labor which I had exerted. And behold, all was vanity and striving after the wind and there was no profit under the sun. If you're looking for a peace of heart, if, if you're looking for life, for the good life, you are not going to find it in the world. The good life is above heaven. The good life rests in Jesus Christ and his salvation, giving you the peace that passes all understanding. So, the good life, where it begins, 
Jesus Christ as your Savior. Two, it takes also the good life, a total commitment to the will of God. A total commitment. Seriousness. We're talking, you want to be serious. You've got to be committed to him. Do you desire a true Christian life? Adol, tell me, I desire to have, to taste the good life. Well, a life above the average. How many times do you talk to people, how are you? Ah, average. Or I'm hanging in there. Well, the Lord did not create us to hang in there. The Lord created us to live above the average, to live with him, to enjoy him, to have a relationship with the God of the universe, to walk with him and talk with him and live for him and enjoy life. I am a person who loves to enjoy life. I'm not preaching anything against enjoyment but enjoyment in the Lord Jesus Christ give you all the other pressures in the world. Commit your will to him. Do you want to taste this good life? Do you want to win the battle of life against sin? Do you want to follow Jesus all the way? You have to, in my opinion, two things. I found them in the Bible. I never preach any points that I made myself. God forbid, not here. Two things. In Romans chapter 12, I paraphrase it. Number one, the good life involves dedication to the will of God. What I call obedience. Obedience. And a change has to happen in your heart, as we said before. Paul, in writing to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, Be not conformed to this world. Christ died for your sins. And so should you. That's all. That's the meaning, be not conformed to this world. Christ died for your sins and so should you. Must you. A radical change should take place in your heart. And then a new life begins. That's the will of God. Number two. He says, first be ye, what? Conformed. Right? Second, he says, be ye transformed. I don't, I don't think I should explain that, which is the renewal of your mind. In other words, we must, we must accept in our mind the thoughts of Jesus Christ. He changes your life. He changes your mind. He changes the way you look at life. And that's a transformation. How many times someone comes to you and says, guess what? Adol, I got saved. God has changed my life. And I watched this person truly transformed. What a transformation. Salvation is a transformation. 
Salvation is a change. Your thoughts change. Your outlook on life changes. Your attitude changes. And the Holy Spirit, what does it do? It reshapes your mind. It remolds. It recreates within you a new life, a new outlook on life. And this mental attitude will reflect the change that God has done in your life. And when this happens, you will begin tasting the good life. You want the good life. I'm going to repeat that again. When this happens in your life, the transformation, you start beginning to taste the good life. In 2 Corinthians, most of you know it, chapter 5, verse 17, he says, if, and this you will understand more when God changes you. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Are you with me on that? You, he becomes a new. All things, the old thinking, old life, all things have gone. Everything has become new. What you need then, a full commitment. Not a partial commitment, a full full commitment to God's will. And it is the foundation of a successful life, the foundation of the good life. The life that Christ gives. That's the commitment you need. It is an absolute necessity. And there can be nothing less. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. There is no saying, well, but I'm going to church. Fine. I am doing good deeds. Fine. I am paying tithing. Fine. And I am I'm a religious person. Fine. Did Jesus Christ come into your life and did he change your heart? Did you confess your sins? Did you repent? And did you come to Jesus Christ and take him as Savior? Well, I'm still working on that. This means nothing. God is asking for commitment. You need a commitment. Someone said, and that is, as I said, obedience. And someone said, the way of obedience is the glory of a human life. You want God to crown you with his mercies, his love, his kindness, His promises, this is what you need to do. You need to do his will. That means translated as obedience to his will. And folks, this is the way to good life. And when God promises this good life, you know what? It's for good. 
When God touches you and changes your life and gives you this good life that many believers sitting here today are experiencing, it is for good. It's not for two weeks. It's not temporary. It is forever when God gives this good life. And thank God, he promised us eternal life. You see, this is why I say forever. It's sealed, it's delivered by his blood. And what, is, what does he say? No turning back. No turning back. He doesn't say, well, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're going to be weak, you're not going to walk the way, the way I want you to walk, which he wants us to walk. And sometimes we get weak. I'll take it back. No, he won't. He'll have a way to bring us back. He'll have a way, and it's forever. I uh, read a story. Um, a photographer tells of a young man who wanted uh, duplicate copies of his girlfriend's picture. And the photographer noticed the following inscription on the back of the portrait. My dearest Tom, she writes, I love you with all my heart. I love you more and more each day. I will love you forever and ever. I am yours all eternity. Signed, Diane. P.S. If we ever break up, I want this picture back. <laughs> this is the world. This is not Christ. Once we are saved and profess our love to Christ, we belong to Christ. There can be no PS in our life given to God. No PS. We can never break up with him. <laughs> That's wonderful. People break up, right? We, we broke up. We can never break up with him because we are secured. You are secured, Christian. You become secured. If you make a decision today, you become secured. And you know what he says? They become, they are in my hands. And no one, continue, no one can pluck them out of my hand. When, when he says pluck them, he didn't, he didn't say take them out or they don't slip away. Pluck them. That means you are implanted. You know what implanted? You become part of his part. You're implanted there, and no one can pluck you out of his hand. This is when you take him as Savior. This is no PS, add anything. No, no. It's forever and ever. If you do his will, there's only one condition. Is it too hard to do his will? Let me tell you, ask any, any Christian who's walking with Christ, who's dedicated to Christ, who's living for Christ, he says, is it, walking, is it hard walking with him? I tell you one thing, he says, oh, no, I wish I knew him earlier in my life. In Christ, there are no do's and don'ts. This is the law. In Christ, there is, if you love me, oh, do you love Christ? If you love me, what does he say? Do my commandments. 
We have the word, we follow it. It's easy to follow. It's easy. It's not be religious. It's not to join San Ramon Valley Bible Church. No. It's not go give to the poor, which, which is good to do. It's not uh, give your tithing, which is also good. It's not go do good deeds. It's not go every, every month to, sa- to San Francisco down there and live, live amongst the uh, homeless and tend to them and buy them coffee and so on and so forth. It's not this. It's obey me and do my will. Everything you do outside Christ, everything you do outside being saved, means nothing. And this is why Jesus Christ, when, when Nicodemus finished his introduction to Christ, Christ looked at him and said, did you finish your introduction, Nicodemus? Uh, okay, yes, he says, you must be born again. You must be saved. All these things that you are saying and you're telling about me, yes, thank you very much. Are you saved? Bottom line, are you saved? Uh, this is his will you belong. My last word is third point. I said the first point is you come to taste the good life through Jesus Christ. Secondly, the, you taste the good life by doing his will. Thirdly, and f- final word, it requires determination and action. Now you say, Adol, I like the way you explained it. I hope you, you say that. <laughs> okay, fine. I understand. And now I have a good idea about the good life. I understand that. Then, to have an idea, let me answer that. To have a good idea and to understand it is not enough. It's not. To know the pathway that leads to the good life is not enough. To admire the pathway to the good life is not enough. And to tell me at the end of the meeting, Adel, a good message is not enough for you nor for me at all. We must choose. Remember, the choice is yours. You must choose. You must be determined day by day to walk in the good way that leads to the right destination in life. All the good words. And you might decide, from now on, I'm going to be a good man. I'm going to be a good woman. I'm going to, I'm going to try my very best. It's not trying your very best. It's not, I'm going to work at it. Okay? How many times have you heard? I'm going to work at it. Roger, it's not, going to, it's not going to do it. It's, I am determined to take Jesus, obey his will, and live for him. Three points. Would you do that? Isn't it time 
to start following Jesus wholeheartedly. Isn't it time you realize that nothing, nothing can take away your frustration, can take away your failure, and we fail in love, and save you from this life of hardship day and night with sin, difficulty, and disappointments? Aren't you tired of fighting and losing? Isn't it a time to experience the abundant life? And take Jesus who answers every question in your life. And that's the reason why he came. That's the reason, you know, he said it. I did not. Remember that verse, John 10.10. Remember that. What does he say? I came. I came that they might have life and might have it, what? Abundantly. The good life. Not an average. An excellent life. A life of nobleness. A life above any life you can dream of. And you know, I think you know by experience, when you're dealing with a true Christian, you are dealing with a noble person who does not lie, with a person of integrity who says yes, yes, and no, no. God will change you and give you true meaning of life. You become a child of God. And what an honor to be called a child of God. This is the good life. Many people are striving to attain it outside Christ. It does not exist. I have news for you. It does not exist outside Christ. The true life, the meaningful life, the blessed life, the life that is far above any other you know, is the life for Jesus Christ. That he gives, and he gives only. He said, I am the way, the truth, and what? And not life, the life. In other words, life, this is a lower, lower way. The life. The life that starts here, and where does it end? Can you tell me? Unending life. Eternal life. Knowing that the tomb, the grave, is not the end. It's only the beginning. Folks, if you have Jesus as your Savior, remember... It's only the beginning. And remember, he's been working on your mansion since he left, preparing it for it. We are thankful that we can rejoice in that. If you want a good life, my last word, you will find it through faith in Jesus. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Would you trust him today? Would you take him, the Lord of your life, and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. I will take you as my Savior. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. And if you, if you want this life, 
Please pray in your heart. Lord Jesus, I come to you this afternoon. Take me. Change my heart. I have tried everything in life. It didn't work. I want you to change me. Our Father, we are thankful that we are in a country we have the freedom to stand and share your word freely. Oh, what a privilege to do that. May it always be. And thank you for those who are here today to hear your word. I pray that you touch the hearts that are still searching the empty hearts, the hearts that are aching with many difficulties and problems and disappointments, that you change their lives. They come to you and ask for salvation from sin. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that works in our hearts and pray that it will always do its work in the hearts of many. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over. If there's anyone who would like to talk to me about salvation, about this good life, I'll be here in the front seat. And may God bless you. Thank you for listening. May God be with you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Amen.